Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, folks, and people to this episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor. I'm the managing partner at SME Strategy. We facilitate strategic planning sessions and work with leaders around the world. And I'm so excited to introduce our guest today. David, how are you today? I'm terrific. Uh, every day is a gift. And uh, looking forward to the gift of uh, spending some time with you and your audience today. Awesome. Likewise, well, I'm super excited to be able to learn, well, to share your experience. So David is David Gearsdorf. He is the CEO of Global Voyages Group, and he's the author of Hardships, Navigating Your Company, Career, and Life Through the Fog of Disruption. So David, why don't we start off, you know, what had you write this book? And maybe you can do a little sort of preface as to your career as how it led up to writing this book. I'm happy to, and the career has certainly been a big part of writing the book, but as the title suggests, in career and life, in my experience, they're all connected, especially having grown up in a entrepreneurial uh, family where there was no lines between the business and the life. So I've uh, lived an interesting and um, gifted, for fortunate life, I think. Uh, in my view, the good and the bad, it's all the same, it's life. And I've had a rich and full life born in the uh, frontier of Alaska before statehood to a single parent father who's a triple A type entrepreneur. And uh, I experienced disruption from the outset of my life, change and disruption and high creativity because of the family business, which uh, we built, which was in the tourism industry and uh, ultimately the cruise industry. I ended up spending the bulk of my career in the helping to build the global cruise industry, even serving a term as chairman of the of the uh, global industry cruise line international association, the senior executive president, CEO, C-suite in, in several iconic uh, cruise companies. The global cruise business is uh, unique in that it, everything has to go perfectly all the time to deliver that exquisite guest experience and exceed expectations. Yet, rarely is that the case. Weather, wars, economies, viruses, uh, groundings, operational mishaps. And in the course of dealing with those types of issues repetitively and at scale across a number of different types of companies, I found that I um, had my own type of playbook. That playbook infused by life experiences as well and other non-cruise businesses and industries I've been involved in. And um, I've thought about this idea of providing those lessons to others in a form that was consumable for others. And so probably at least 20 years ago, I, I copyrighted the title Hard Ships because I had the concept for quite some time. When the greatest disruption of all time uh, arrived some 18 months ago or so in the form of COVID-19, I knew in my heart it was time for the message. That was one of the things I could do during the great pause 
to contribute. And so I decided to uh, set about writing hardships, navigating your company career and life through the fog of disruption. And I, you know, I really, I, I, I'm a journaler. I have decades of personal journals and those journals contain my work experiences as well as my life perceptions and, and activities. So I was able to draw on the journals and other notes I'd made, you know, to frame. So what are those lessons? What order do I put them in? You know, why is it that time and again, I've been one of the people that others look to in a disruption to, you know, bring clarity and, and, and lead a path through and out the other side. So that became the book, Six Protocols and One Mindset. That mindset being, I accept what's difficult. And I'm an endurance athlete, Ironman, you know, long distance, uh, arduous uh, sport activity. And that has taught me a lot about the endurance mindset, the preparation of the mind, the role the mind plays in getting through difficult challenges and how to um, care and feed and prepare the mind just as we do our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love that. There's a lot of things there. So for our listeners, you know, uh, David's been responsible for multi-billion dollar organizations and arguably one of the most complex situations. And what I, I, I took away from what you were sharing, you know, unlike most businesses that have, you know, one kind of territory or multiple territories with fairly kiss consistent conditions, of course, there's the macro trends that change, you know, the seas of change, pun intended, and the macro and micro environments that exist through the trajectories of all of those businesses. You're literally sailing in the seas, which are tumultuous as they are. And then you have to deal with uh, so many different variables. And so as a CEO and as an executive and as a senior leader in those type of businesses, and one that consults to those type of businesses, I imagine that you really have to, it's not having your head on a swivel, but you really need to have like the big picture in the purest of terms to be able to understand, you know, 30,000 feet, you know, not to mix metaphors, but also the, the granular capabilities. So I guess my question is, and my first question is, what's it like leading people in that type of environment? It's uh, thrilling. It's fulfilling. After all, it's a people industry whether it be cruise or any other form of travel. It's a people industry. We're, we're trusted with the care and the hopes and dreams of others. We uh, feed and nurture teams that are passionate about delivering exceptional experiences to those guests. So the culture you know, uh, of a company that's at the front edge of serving the, the highest rated satisfaction of any form of vacation is cruising. It's not by accident. It's so maybe, by, maybe I can frame the question slightly differently is as someone who has led through that and it's, you know, there's obviously part of those things in the book. What are some of those um, sort of best practices that you would give to a leader in those things, in, in those conditions to be successful? Yeah. Transparency is critical. A lot of leaders are starting to end with the external stakeholders and the internal senior team. But in fact, to the fact that it is the senior executive's role to uh, define a purpose that will align and galvanize a large team and to communicate that purpose 
in a compelling and clear and consistent manner. That to me is about transparency because to understand why this purpose, why this mission, it's important for everyone to understand the thinking behind it, the, the emotion behind it, the marketplace analysis behind it, the internal factors behind it, you know, that, that make this a good mission for us that we can succeed at. Uh, the, the, and here's how you, your role, you know, we, I, I led a giant program at Holland American Line. You know, we had 16,000 employees on the ships and, and, and shore side. And uh, we called it ultimately signature of excellence. So maybe I'll, very transformative. Maybe I'll talk about it more in our discussions. But one of the things we did was we had each and every one of our team members offer their personal signature of excellence to our promise, our promise to each other, our promise to our guests, our promise to our community. That was powerful. That was transparent. It was deep. It was engaged. So maybe that a couple of points like that uh, speak to the to your question. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And I think it's really interesting. You know, again, in, in the preamble, you said, you know, travel, cruising, luxury travel. It, it's such a big brand promise that for to deliver that promise every time reliably, it requires a huge like a standard, a standard that was be arguably above most organizations. And then what I think is really, really cool that a you galvanize people around not only what the standard is, but why the standard and how they play into it. And then explicitly got their buy in and promise through that signature. So maybe you can take us through that experience. You know, what were some of the challenges? What were some of the learnings that you had to go through? What an amazing it's a it's a it's textbook kind of stuff. So here we have a venerable global hundred plus year old cruise brand, Holland America Line, very famous company, so highly regarded. And uh, as a member of the, uh, the leadership team, you know, it, you're entrusted with this legacy <laughs> and with the future. So it's a big deal. Well, we experienced a double disruption. First, uh, 9-11 was, uh, you know, extreme. I call it a sudden jolt disruption. And secondly, we were being disrupted by time, an aging customer audience, a out of um, sync brand position uh, that had always worked in the past, but wasn't resonating so well in the marketplace. And especially complicated by new competitors who were better targeted to, you know, where the, uh, where the category that we operated in premium cruising was headed. So we were, we had this slow leak disruption of uh, relevance and uh, com competitive uh, position. And we had this sudden jolt of 9-11, which accelerated all the problems of the slow leak. So we we're faced with that. And we felt, I felt <laughs> actually, that it was essential to get to the truth of our current situation, get to the truth. I call that uh, know your waypoint. You know, it's <laughs> essential to know the waypoint. Uh, where are we now? Not where do we want to be? Where do we wish we were? Where were we in the past? Where are we as a result of these circumstances at this moment in time? We have to seek the truth. And we decided that it was important to know the truth about four key components of our business. 
we had been committed and were committed to the premium category of the cruise industry. Now that means uh, more personal space, ships of similar size, but with more space, larger cabins, more opulent uh, interior spaces, gorgeous art collections, more dining options. Everything is a step up, you know, from from volume contemporary cruising. We we're committed to that, but the question was: continue to grow and expand. Where does the premium market stand today? Is this a market segment? that has longevity, that has space for us? And if it does, where and how and with which customer segments? What are examples of other brands who are succeeding in the premium space and other brands that are stalling out? You know, so we want to get, what is the truth about our category? Okay, and then secondly, that being the case, what's the truth about how we are aligning with that marketplace segment and opportunity today, our position, our products, our delivery. You know, what's the truth? How, how are people perceiving us? How is our product rated? We've looked at the premium market. We think we understand better where it's going, the customer segments that will carry it forward best, that are best for us, what their um, priorities are. And it certainly wasn't our parents' parents who we were serving at the time. It was the emerging boomers the most affluent, most experiential, most um, active travelers yet to you know, push through the travel industry. So it was that leading edge of the boomers that we essentially had to address in our position, product, et cetera. Uh, and we weren't doing that very well. So where's our, where's our category? What's the truth about where we're at today, how we're performing against the opportunity that we perceive there? And then we went over to, okay, we have this new thing called internet and technology and information empowered consumers and mobility, et cetera. So what do we need to know? Where is this going? What do we need to know about how those trends connect back to our category of premium cruising, our customer segments, our product and service delivery, uh, the operation of our company? So we decided that we need to get very smart about the impact of technology, the opportunities of it, where we stood, what were the gaps? And lastly, distribution, global company, multiple distribution channels, those channels changing, new ones emerging. What's the truth? Where's it headed? Where are we winning? Where are we losing? But, so we ended up with a, a really clear-eyed, truthful assessment you know, of the state of our business within these four big boxes. And then that certainly generated the uh, identification of dozens of critically important initiatives. But how do you organize those and prioritize those and commu communicate them uh, through the company, uh, have them embraced uh, at the very epicenter of the culture so that the energy of those changes would radiate out into the marketplace? So. But before we before we go into the uh, into the actual solving of it, I really want to highlight a couple things for our listeners because I mean, David, you took a massive billion dollar company, you know, got to the heart of the issue, and I don't want to overstep some of those really key learnings. So you know, finding your truth, like really getting to the heart of the issue, not where we were, not where we want to be, but where we very like truly are. 
maintaining what we see as success. So being clear on our, uh, I can't remember what, what you had called it, but our, our basically our North Star, where we want to go, what that looks like, being aware of the winds of change. So what you had, you know, in that case, there's the internet, um, which in, you know, 2000s, early 2000s, was a very, very different experience than what it is now. But at the same time, it's not that different because there's just different disruptions. It's different internet. It's different consumer trends. So for the listener, if you hear David and say, oh, that was 20 years ago or 10 years ago, sorry, I'm not very good at math. It's just the same thing over. So there is a process and it will repeat itself. And then the whole, the distribution of it, you know, how do we get it around? So that flexibility to say, hey, we've uncovered where we are. We uncovered where we want to go. Now we start getting a bunch of challenges and then I'll sort of get ahead of you, David, because I know what your process is. Everybody, you should read the book, get the process. But I think it applies to that exact scenario. So sorry to jump in there, but I didn't want to lose all of that gold. You went through, diagnosed the problem, found basically 12 areas. What did you do? How did you, how did you get the team galvanized to, to move forward? Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate, to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting clear about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. Now get us back to the episode. We, we, we found dozens of initiatives, let's say gaps to close that were really important to close over time. Uh, but then how to go from an internal looking methodology to something that could be communicated and aligned externally, because that's how we live is through our external uh, success in the marketplace. So we, we defined the five pillars of premium, okay? And we organized everything under those five strategic pillars, those five essential pillars, you know? And for us, and this, this probably won't be surprising to hear these, uh, spacious, elegant ships and accommodations. The hardware is critically important in the uh, cruising experience on a, on a hardware that aligns well with the tastes, changing tastes and needs of the customer segments we're targeting. Uh, sophisticated five-star dining. Dining even today is still a critically important of, uh, part of the leisure vacation experience. And a part important part of a upscale travel experience is always the quality of the, of the dining. And it's not just uh, for us, it wasn't just the, the food number of restaurants and choices on menus. It was about the manner in which we dine. What, what are the plates like? What are the linens like? What is the room and the environment like? What is the service like? What is the music that's playing in the background? The manner you know, of the experience was, was critical. Unobtrusive service. So this spoke to our incredible team members uh, aboard the ships, who provide such caring service. But in the premium world, and we were known for team members who recognize your name within or know your name within one or two days of you being aboard the ship. They, they watch for and observe your preferences. Uh, 
you know, uh, or the dining portions were serving too too large and you're uncomfortable leaving, but you you know, leaving extra. We'll make sure that the, the portions are, are your size, your preference. Do you always ask for the second portion of the protein? You're gonna from from day two, that's an automatic. Do you have a drink preference? Do you prefer a certain lounge before dinner or a certain entertainment venue on the ship? That becomes known. And that's that's through observation and caring. And it's unobtrusive. It's not an in-your-face uh, artificial friendliness. You know, I can drive through a favorite coffee brand's window uh, to get a, a latte, and I get the same manufactured. So what are you doing today? You know, that's this fake attempt to connect and service. And that is not what unobtrusive caring service is all about. So uh, uh, highly personalized. The fourth pillar was uh, extensive enrichment programs. You know, we're going to all seven continents. We're, we're introducing people to new places in the world, new cultures, new experiences. Uh, we attract people who are inquisitive, highly educated. And so a key pillar of delivering a premium experience in our finding was to go further with our enrichment programs and activities, the short excursions, the lectures on board, take it deeper. That, that's a winner. Uh, so a lot of work went into that area. And then compelling worldwide itineraries, being a company that could offer a choice of all seven continents, Alaska to Antarctica, to South America, to Asia, Pacific, to throughout Europe uh, was critical uh, in the minds of the premium traveler. Oh, you go to places that are uh, most far flung and most interesting in the world. And that our brand, all of these are authentic to the brand and great pillars under which to stack our initiatives for strengthening and improving each of those and collectively the entire company as a result. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things I took from there is, you know, as you went through this, this dynamic change, and I think it's so uh, timely and appropriate for where we're at in 2021 leading into 2022 is, you know, if you're being disrupted and David, what I heard is you really focused on your customer, like customer first and, and did the things that I think are just as applicable, if not more applicable right now, uh, the differentiation, the, the clear value proposition, making sure everybody's on board, deepening that customer experience and high personalization, like all of those things, the awareness of customer needs, I think in 2022 is going to be critical. And I think that if you are being disrupted, if you are experiencing any type of disruption, whether that's internal, external, or, or this, you know, sort of boats are getting rocky going back to your core of who is your customer what do they want because the customer pays the bills at the end yeah, of the and day, what has changed company. yeah and what has changed for them as a result of the disruption because what they wanted and needed before much of that will remain but some will be different okay uh, look at the acceleration of online shopping i think the explosion we'll see through this holiday season will be amazing. The desire for community enabled by the company. Okay. So leveraging virtual tools and creating community. You know, when the cruise industry was on hard stop for over 12 months, how do you keep such a passionate audience of consumers engaged with your brand? 
we saw some amazing examples of deeply engaging, immersive community building by the cruise lines and sustaining of communities without ever leaving dock. They did this by launching a Viking TV is a good example. Norwegian Caribbean Line launched a series of, um, of uh, shows and uh, interactive opportunities that was quite innovative. Seeing more people online, the explosion of Zoom and other tools, okay, there's a way we can still be in the living rooms and be connected with our guests and, uh, and share our, our food and our menus, share our uh, cultural programs, share news about how our service is uh, evolving when they come back and how anxious we are for that day to come soon, how hard we're working on the necessary health protocols and science to make cruising the safest travel experience on earth. So David, just as we finish up here, I got one last question for you. For our leaders that are getting ready to, I'm going to use a pun because I love puns, set sail on the next, you know, 12 to 18 months of their business journey, whether they're in the cruise industry or not, um, you know, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give them to, to maximize their success and to be able to, you know, successfully address any potential disruption that might be happening in the future? Sure. Uh, I think this is a very important point. I call it eyes on the prize, right? So yes, we're focused on the, the very real and, and daunting task of uh, restarting, emerging, retooling post-pandemic, post-disruption. But that has to happen uh, within a greater uh, context. And so I think it's important to step back and take a three to five-year view of what do you think it looks like? What is that opportunity that's out there on the horizon for you on the other side of this? Okay. And let that in that eyes on the prize inform the decisions, each and every decision you make today in the short term, the 12 months, the 24 months, the 36 months. So you don't, for expediency, trade the future for the present. And that's easy to do when you're dr uh, driving hard you know, to get back to the way things were, but you're not going to get back to the way things were. In the movies, it might be possible to go back to the future, uh, not in real life. <laughs> you know, it's just a simple fact. So you've got to accept that. Eyes on the prize. And if you can't see a prize out there that is worth, you know, harnessing all of the passion and energy and resource, then I say, find the exit. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's very clear. So, you know, I would put that in strategic planning terms. You know, if you got an opportunity to do a strategic plan, but definitely uh, pick up David's book, like get the framework. I really like how easy it is to understand. And it's a clear set of steps that you can go through to go, uh, you know, navigate the disruption. So, David, uh, where can people uh, connect with you? Where can they learn more about what you do and you know, what you're about? Uh, two easy ways to connect. One, connect with me on LinkedIn, David Gearsdorf on LinkedIn. I post a lot of, I think, good value-added thinking and content and share a lot of my experience there. Uh, secondly, davidgearsdorf.com is where you can find a lot of my articles, information about the book, uh, various uh, ways to contact me for uh, uh, if you need help with your waypoint or, or important advice for uh, moving your uh, company ahead and helping your, your senior team optimize their performance. And uh, I would say lastly, the, the book Hardships Towards, available on Amazon. Uh, just search it there. 
if you type in gethardships.com, it'll take you straight to the Amazon page, available in uh, uh, audiobook, Kindle, softcover, hardcover. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I will put the link in the description there. I'm glad uh, that we got to chat today that you got to share your experience. I'd be, I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours looking about how you see the situation coming out of uh, the pandemic, not only for cruise ship companies, but you know, all organizations, but really thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It's been, uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah. An honor to be here and, and hats off to you and all your great success and contribution with SME uh, consulting and uh, that you have the initiative to uh, build an audience around and give them access to different points of view and resources. So hats off. Congratulations. Thank thank you so much. Well, it's not every day we get to talk to an executive that's been in the cruise ship industry. So really thank you for the time. But ladies and gentlemen, folks and people, my guest today has been David Geersdorf. He's the CEO of Global Voyages Group, and he's the author of Hardships, Navigating Your Company, Career, and Life Through the Fog of Disruption. So if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to rate it five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. If somebody you know is experiencing disruption and not sure how to navigate it, be sure to get them, David its book and send them this podcast. So once again, my name is Anthony Taylor. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us and until next time. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that will help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it. It'll help your team think more strategically and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's gonna give you a plan that you can execute successfully. Because you have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful. And we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus, you can use the code PODCAST for $100 off. The course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course. Use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.